<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Expect the facts like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday morning so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my WWE Monday Night Raw review. And last night's Monday Night Raw was pretty damn good. Definitely got to admit that Raw was pretty damn good last night. I really enjoyed it. It was a good show. It was a really good show. I liked it. I honestly liked it. And we're off to a really good start this week so far with wrestling. So Raw was good. We got NXT 2.0 tonight. We got Dynamite on Wednesday. We got SmackDown Rampage on Friday. We got AEW Battle of the Belts on Saturday. So we got a lot of wrestling coming up this week. And of course, I will talk to you guys. Let's see the schedule right here. So tomorrow, I'll review NXT 2.0 for you guys. Thursday, I'll review Dynamite. Friday, I'll be talking about the MLB trade deadline. There was just a big trade that just happened right now. So we'll, we'll discuss it all on Friday. And Saturday, I will review Rampage. Sunday will be Battle of the Belts. And then Monday will be SmackDown. So that's the schedule for this week. Let's not waste any more time right here. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. Alright, so the first thing that happened on this show, first thing that happened on this show right here, was we heard from Becky Lynch. Big time Becky Lynch. So she comes out, she's got the sling on because she did separate her shoulder during the match back on Saturday for the Roman's title against Bianca Belair. But she fought through it. She fought through the separated shoulder. She finished the match. Obviously, she was unsuccessful in winning the Royal Women's title, but she fought the whole way. She absolutely fought the whole way. Because apparently, like, during the match, she heard, like, a pop in her shoulder, but she was able to put it right back in, and she finished the fucking match. So you gotta give, gotta give Becky a lot of credit. Gotta give her a lot of credit. So she started talking, you know, and... She said ever since she lost the Roman's title back at WrestleMania, she's been trying to find, you know, who she really is. You know, it wasn't all the big clothes that she would wear, all the fancy, you know, big clothes that she would wear. You know, she was trying to find, like, her true self. That's what she was trying to do. That's what she's been trying to do for these last few months ever since she lost at WrestleMania. That's what she's been trying to do. So now you can kind of think to yourself right here. Is she going to turn now, Becky Lynch? Is she officially going to make that babyface turn? And it seems like she is. Well, actually, well, she did make it on Saturday, but now she makes it official right here. You know, she said it's time to be the man. It's time to be the man again. And believe me, listen, Becky was good as a heel. She absolutely has been great as a heel. Even when she started off with the man gimmick and turned heel. She's been great as a heel, honestly. Is she a better babyface? 
you know, when you ask me, I would say she's a better heel than a babyface. That's just me, though. I, I, Jesus Christ. I just realized I always say that that's just me. Every fucking episode. Oh, my God. I just realized that. Um, but, no, it really is just me. That's how I feel about it. I think she is a better heel than a babyface. That's just me. Oh, my God. See, I can't stop saying it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Um, but, you know, Becky Lynch said, you know, Bianca Belair, bring your ass out here. She comes out, and Becky gives her respect. She gives her respect. She shakes her hand again. She gives her a hug. And Becky said she'll see her soon. I thought she was going to attack her for a second. I thought it was going to be like a whole, you know, setup right here. She's going to fake her injury. She's going to attack Bianca. That didn't happen. I'm sure if Vince was in charge still, that probably would have happened. Like a whole little swerve. But no. So she walks off Becky into the sunset. You know, Bianca is talking about, you know, it doesn't matter who's next. You know, Bailey, Dakota Kai, you know, EO Sky. Doesn't matter who it is. She's up for the challenge. And speak of the three devils right there. Backstage, they're attacking Becky Lynch, going after the injured shoulder. Got the chair around it. And Bianca Belair wastes no time. She goes right to the back. She just runs to the back. And all three of them are gone. You know, Becky's all laid out. The officials are all over her. So it is kind of nice to see a Bianca-Becky alliance, something I didn't think we would ever really see after all the hell they put each other through for the last year. So, I mean, I guess you really can't call them, like, friends. You could say bygones, honestly. Like, if you need my help, I'll help you. Vice versa, all that type of shit. So, yeah, that's pretty much it on that one. So, Becky, I'm sure she's going to, well, yeah, she's definitely going to take some time off now. We'll see her. We'll see her soon. Whenever she comes back, you know, probably probably a couple months till she gets back in the ring. Definitely a couple months till she gets back in the ring. So, and listen, she's been great ever since she's come back into the ring last year, you know, with the big-time Bex gimmick. She's been great. She's had a lot of great matches. You know, it, it just it really boggles my mind how Kevin Dunn didn't like her at all. I don't know if he, I don't even know if he does like her now. I'm sure he probably doesn't. You know, saying it's hard to understand her with her Irish accent. I, I think he said she's also not beautiful as well. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> what are you fucking watching, man? Like, seriously? God, I can't wait till he's out the door next, Kevin Dunn. Just can't wait. Just can't wait till he's out the door next. Ay, ay, ay. To even say that, like, seriously? Whatever. But now we get to the first match right here. The first of two triple threat matches right here. Where the winners of these triple threat matches will face each other later on in the show. For a shot at the United States Championship. So here we are the first triple threat match right here. We have Mustafa Ali versus The Miz versus AJ Styles. And wow. This was a really good triple threat match. I would say it was better than the second one, and it definitely was. A lot of action. We haven't seen Mustafa Ali, I believe, since he lost the theory at Hell in a Cell a couple months ago. We know he did request his release, like, well, that was a long while ago, and, you know, there was a whole free Ali, you know, thing going around. And I remember, like, he put out a tweet saying, no, I don't want to be in the Royal Rumble. I would like my release. I was like, Jesus, okay. Damn. Okay, then. When I saw that, I was like, yikes. 
But, I mean, Mustafa Ali's a fucking hell of an athlete. That's why, thank God, you know, he's back to, like, his old gimmick when he started off right here. You know, it's how it should have been. Instead of that whole stupid retribution things. That really hurt him, honestly. The whole retribution gimmick fucking hurt him. I mean, he cut good promos. And he's always been he's always been able to cut good promos. Like, he is the total package. He can speak. He can go in the ring with just about anybody. When they did that whole stupid retribution thing with him, it buried the fuck out of him. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared. I mean, for a couple weeks, you know, I take that back. For a couple weeks, I actually did care. Like, okay, you know, you have somebody who has charisma and you have somebody who can go in the ring leading a fucking shitty group. Okay, fine. So I thought to myself, okay, maybe this could work. Yeah, it just didn't work. The way they were getting booked... You know, when the Hurt Business were beating the fuck out of them, and then the Fiend got involved. It was just a whole, a whole clusterfuck. It really was. So, thank God he's not doing that bullshit anymore. You know, and I remember it was last year, I actually saw this clip. This one I wasn't watching WWE. I think it was after Drew McIntyre beat Mustafa Ali. And then he grabbed the microphone and said, well, the reason why you people don't like me is because my name is Mustafa Ali. I was like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, they're doing this shit again. And you know what shit I'm talking about. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're going to put this kid through more hell right here? Come on. Don't do that stupid shit. Not again. Let's not do that. He acted like the. They made it seem like nobody ever liked him because of his name. People fucking loved him when he was the lovable babyface from 2016 to mid 2020. People loved him. Like, you kidding me? And then you try to turn around saying, like, oh, yeah, all these people don't like him because of his name. Are, are you serious? When they did that stupid shit, I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And people were getting pissed at it. Right away, people were just like, no, we're not doing this shit again. We're not, we're not vibing with this. Just no. Don't do that stupid shit again. Please. Just don't. And they ended those plans right away. And he had been off TV for so long, but thank God, you know, that he's back. He deserves a championship. He deserves a championship run. Honestly, bring back the Cruiserweight Championship. Go ahead and do that, honestly. I, I don't know why they ever got rid of it. I think they got rid of it on it was like earlier this year, I believe, something like that. I, I don't understand it. That's something I don't understand. But okay then. Whatever then on that one. Um, but overall, again, it was a really good triple threat match. Really good triple threat match, you know. You could definitely say The Miz has a little bit of, you know, like, he does have beef with AJ for what happened against Logan Paul back on Saturday at SummerSlam. How AJ got involved and took out Champa. You could say The Miz got distracted, all that, all that shit right there. But this was a really good triple threat match. And Mustafa Ali, man, he was the MVP of this match, just going off. He did a tornado DDT to AJ Styles from the top rope to the floor. What the fuck? Just what the fuck is all I could say on that one. Guy's got talent. Just it really is a shame how he was getting misused the last couple of years. 
Really, really, really was. All the stupid things they came up with him for him to do, it was bad. But like I said, like I said, he's always been able to cut good promos. But just the shit they did with him, it's... Like, why? Just why? Made no sense. It honestly just made no sense. Like, he seems like a very genuine person in real life. Like, why are you giving him, like, this stupid fucking gimmick? It literally makes no sense at all. But he made it work. I'll give him credit. He made it work. And just for that, he deserves a championship for making that bullshit work. That's all I can say on that one. But the kid, again, he's got fucking talent. He was awesome in this match. Awesome. And these three guys beat the fucking hell of each other. And fucking Miz almost seemed like he had it for a second after he gave Ali the skull crushing finale. But it took too long to go for a pin and Ali was able to kick out. Because, you know, Miz has the injured ribs after what Logan Paul did to him back at SummerSlam. So I was like, alright, so we're going to continue right here. Alright, good, 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 good. We're not ending this shit right away. And then went back at it a little bit more and then... Mustafa Ali hit a beautiful, or Mustafa Ali hit a beautiful 450 splash on The Miz. And right after that, AJ Styles picked him right up. Styles clash. One, two, three. AJ Styles gets the win, and he moves on to face whoever wins the next triple threat match for a shot at the United States Championship. That was a really good match right there. A really good first match to the show. You know, and, and Raw had a lot of good matches last night. They really did. That's why it's so good to see the tide change right here. With quality matches and with a quality show. This is what people have been begging for for years. And don't get me wrong, Raw has put out good shows over the years. But it has been inconsistent at times. Like one show would be great, the next show eh, would be bad. And then you you would have consistently, you would have a lot of bad shows on it. So let's just be honest. That's just how it was. But thank God... The tide has changed right here. And I know there's going to be stupid things on the show at times. That, that's fair. That's fair. It's wrestling. You're going to get your stupid shit on your shows at times. It's going to happen. It's just how it is. That's just how it is right there. But WWE, they are going to put out... They are going to put out quality fucking shows the rest of the way. I could just feel it. They're definitely going to do it. could definitely, definitely feel it. Tide has changed. It's a great day to be a wrestling fan. No matter what wrestling you watch, it's a great fucking day to be a wrestling fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Seth freaking Rollins came out, you know, and he explained, you know, what he did to Riddle and he was fucking laughing maniacally, you know, what he did to Riddle back on Raw last week and what he did to him at SummerSlam a couple nights ago. So what's next for Seth freaking Rollins now that Riddle's out of the picture and, you know, and I said Riddle's now with his buddy Randy Orton on the injury, on the injury shelf. Or on the shelf with an injury. Whatever the fuck that he said. Um, now Seth Rollins is planning. Now right here he's planning. To shift his focus. Back to Roman Reigns. For the WWE 
undisputed championship. So I'm like, well, Drew McIntyre is the number one contender, so maybe Seth tries to get involved. Maybe he tries to earn his way into a title match. Maybe like him and Drew go at it, where the stipulation is, oh, if Seth wins in any fashion, he gets in the match and becomes a triple threat. They could do that, honestly, because we don't know how long Riddle is going to be out for. And you have Clash of the Castle coming up in a month. It's a month and a day away. It's on September 3rd at 1 o'clock next month. Definitely looking forward to watching that live. Um, so you kind of have to think, you kind of have to think, okay, so what do you do here? Because I doubt Riddle's going to be back for that pay-per-view, honestly. Maybe they'll wait till Extreme Rules in October. I mean, they could do that. So you kind of have to think maybe Seth does get in the match. Maybe he beats Drew McIntyre in cheating fashion or Drew gets counted out or disqualified or whatever and Seth gets in the match, it's a triple threat match, then that's fine. That, that's honestly fine. I'm not going to mind that. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, okay, triple threat match, that's more the merrier. Let's go. Let's do it. Go right ahead. Right after he mentioned that, here come the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. You know, they are friends with, with Riddle, so it makes sense for them to be out there. And Rollins like, oh, I know your boys with Riddle, you know. I would like to go up there and curb stomp both of you guys, but it's two-on-one. It's a little unfair. You know, so Dawkins and... Oh, even before that, Rollins like, oh, you two should break up because how many times have you lost to the Usos? Because, you know, there are rumors that the Street Profits are going to break up. I honestly still really don't want it to happen, even though Montez Ford would definitely... He would definitely be on the right path right there going forward because he's got it all, but... It would be a shame to see them break up break up because they are so extremely fucking entertaining. They really are. They really, really are. It would it would just be a shame to see them break up. It really would. So now, you know, Seth Rollins is like, you know, you came out here for a fight and Dawkins is like, alright, you know what? We're going to sell this right here because we're nice guys. We're going to play a game of rock, paper, scissors. And whoever wins, we'll go and face you. So they're about to do it. A referee comes out. They're about to do rock, paper, scissors. And right, right as they're about to finish it, right there, Montez Ford grabs the referee, throws the mic at Dawkins. He tosses it in the air. And Montez Ford goes into business for himself. And he has a banging of a match with Seth Rollins. And the great thing about Raw last night, the first hour was commercial free. So that was actually pretty cool. But right there kind of tells you, okay, yeah, Montez is probably gonna He's probably gonna go probably gonna go his own separate way now after what he just did last night. You know, it's like shit. Damn, okay. That's what it seems like. That's what it definitely seems like. But I guess it's for the best, but I, I still honestly don't want to see them break up. I know all good things come to an end, but I don't know. I, I really just don't want to see them break up, though. I really don't. But Seth and Ford had a really good match right here, and the crowd in Texas last night really wasn't good, honestly, because these two put on a fantastic match, and the crowd was dead. They just didn't care, honestly. You could just tell. Last night's crowd just didn't really care about this match. I mean, this match was really good. You know, seeing these two guys go at it, it was a fun fucking match. It really was. 
but the crowd just didn't seem interested. They just really didn't seem interested in this match. And it was sad, though. It was really sad to see them not give a shit about this match. It really was. But they put on a fantastic match, these two. Montez Ford, just all the charisma this guy has. I mean, he screams world champion. He really does. He would draw as a world champion. He's got the talent. You know, like I said, he's got the charisma. He can speak. He can definitely go in the ring as well. Go in the ring as well with almost anybody. He's got it all, this kid. He's got it all. He really does. But these two fucking put on a great match. And when Seth Rollins is going for the frog splash, he's like, "Do you want this? Who wants to smoke now, bitch?" And then he missed the frog splash. And then Montez Ford tried to go for it. And Rollins was able to get his knees up. And then he nailed him with a curb stomp. One, two, three. And Seth freaking Rollins gets the win over Montez Ford. So Seth Rollins has had a weird year. He's only he only has one win on pay per view this year, and that was by disqualification against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship back at the Royal Rumble. You know, he lost, or even like before, I think he, was he in the match at day one? The fatal five-way match for the title, for the WWE title, I believe he was in that. And he lost. I'm going to check real quick, because I don't want to be, I don't want to get that wrong. Just give me one second. Let's see, day one, pay-per-view, give me one second. I actually heard that pay-per-view was pretty solid, by the way. Let's see, was he in that match, Seth? I believe that he was. Yeah, he was. He was in the Fatal Five match, in the Fatal Five Way match, and yeah, so he was part of that and lost that one. So then he did beat Roman by disqualification at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Title, and then he lost in the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Title. Lost to Cody Rhodes three straight pay per views, WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash, Hell in a Cell, and then he lost in the Men's Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank. Didn't get to compete at SummerSlam because of Riddle's injury, so he's had a pretty weird year. He has had a clean win on pay-per-view, so we'll see what happens at Clash of the Castle. Is he going to get in the triple threat? Is he going to make it a triple threat match? I was about to say, is he going to get in the triple threat match? It's not even a triple threat match yet, but maybe maybe he gets in the match and it does become a triple threat match. But after this match right here, he was attacking Montez Ford. He's going to go for another curb stomp. But here comes Angelo Dawkins. So even after Montez did him a little bit dirty with the whole rock, paper, scissors thing, Dawkins comes out to save his partner. I mean, it could have been a perfect time for somebody to turn heel right there, honestly, but I think Dawkins would be a better heel than Montez, honestly. Eh, I don't know. So now we get to the next match right here, Asuka versus Alexa Bliss. And this is a pretty short match right here, and these two have put on good matches before in the past. The one problem I have with Alexa, though, I just don't like her theme song, honestly. I, I liked her old theme song. Like, when she was the goddess, I love that theme song. This one doesn't really fit her as much. It really doesn't, honestly. That's just... That, oh, my God. That's just me, though. Um, yeah, I just don't like... I just don't like this theme song, honestly. I just don't like... I just don't like her theme song. Currently, I just don't. And the whole Lily thing... I don't know how much further that's going to go, honestly. But, um... 
It's whatever. But her and Asuka put on a decent, you know, few-minute match. Didn't last very long. They did some pretty cool things in this match. But it didn't last very long because here came Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. And they came in. They were attacking Alexa and Asuka. So it's a double disqualification. Nobody wins this match. I mean, they're, you know, asserting their dominance right here. Bailey, Io Sky, and um, Dakota Kai. So that is pretty good to see right there. They don't give a shit who they're going to go after. They're making a lot of enemies. They're, they're already enemies with Becky, Bianca, and now Alexa and Asuka. They're making a lot of enemies so far. They're going to get outgunned right there. Because you know Becky's eventually going to come back. I mean, it's kind of even right now with the enemies that they've made in Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. That's fair. But, you know... If you start going after the whole roster, then, oh, shit. Then you got you got yourself a big problem right there. But then Bianca came out and chased them away. And Bianca said she's had enough. One of you get in the ring tonight and, and face me. And EO Sky steps up to the challenge. So later on in the show, it's Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. And I can't wait to talk about that match because that was something. But now we get to the next match right here, or the next triple threat match. So this match right here is to determine who will face AJ Styles later on the show, and whoever wins that match will face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship next week on Raw. So this match right here is Champa, Dolph Ziggler, and Chad Gable. And I gotta say though, I mean I've always liked Chad Gable, but I fucking love this gimmick out of him. You know, I've seen clips, you know, over the last few months. You know, of him going, you know, shoes and saying, thank you. He is fucking funny, man. He is fucking good. Like, you see so much of Kurt Angle in him. That's why when they did the whole Kurt Angle son thing, it should have been Gable. Because he actually, he looks like Kurt. Even though Jason Jordan looks like him a little bit too. I think it would have been a lot better for Gable, honestly. Because there's so much, you know, about them. They're both, you know, Olympians. It would have been... I think it would have been better, honestly. Would Gable have gotten the same heat that Jason Jordan got? Mm, he probably would have, honestly. Because Jason Jordan was getting booed out of every fucking building. I remember I was at MSG for the Christmas show. The Christmas house show. And oh my god. He got fucking booed out of the building. I think it was when him and Seth were the Raw Tag Team Champions. I don't remember who they faced. Trying to like think real quick. I don't think it was the revival. The revival at the time. I don't think. I don't think it was them. I told. Oh my god. I'm like blanking on who they faced. I'm trying to think. Who was the Raw Tag Team Champions before them? It wasn't the Usos? They were SmackDown at the time. Damn. Who was the Raw Tag Team Champions at that time that they beat? Shit. That's hard right there. Oh my god. I'm like literally forgetting. You know. You know what, fuck it, we're going to go back into the history right here with Raw Tag Team Champions. I want to know who they beat. So I'm trying to think right there. It's actually good to talk about these things. Let's see, let's go into... Let's go into Reigns. Go to title history. So we got to go down to 2017. Who did they beat for the titles? It's kind of like hard to remember. Yeah, they almost have it. Oh, they beat Sheamus and Cesaro. That's who they faced. Yeah, the bar when they were the Raw Tag Team Champions. Yep, yep, yep. Now I got it. 
Now I got it. Then they wound up losing it to the fucking bar at the Royal Rumble anyway. See, now I remember. I had to think for a second. Or I don't have not really think. I had to look it up. But, um... Yeah, they faced the, the bar that night. I remember. Now I remember. Man, I felt, I felt so bad for Jason Jordan because he was really good in the ring, honestly. It's just like, you know, the gimmick just didn't really work, honestly. The whole thing being Kurt Angle's son... It just didn't work for him. I, he didn't deserve to get booed out of the building every fucking night. Because he was getting so much heat. Oh my god. It was unbelievable. But honestly, again, it should have been Gable, I think. But he probably would have gotten the same amount of hate. He probably would have, honestly. Because anytime Jason Jordan tried to do anything. Anytime he would speak. Anytime he was in the ring. Just a fucking shower booze every time. He had to feel bad for him. It's like, oh my god, he doesn't deserve this. Everybody loved him in uh, American Alpha when him and Gable teamed up. But, oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, you should have just had Kurt Angle have two sons. Jason Jordan and Gable. would have made That could have made a lot more sense. They could have just done that. That could have made a whole lot more sense. But back to this triple threat match right here. Again, really good match. This was a, this was a good match right here. You had to think to yourself right here, is Ciampa going to win right here? You know, him and Triple H, the way that Triple H booked him in NXT was perfectly. It was fucking perfect the way they booked him in NXT. So I'm crossing my fingers for either Gable or Ciampa. Nothing against Ziggler, but, you know, come on. You got to give it to one of Triple H's guys right here, either Gable or Ciampa. And it was a good match. It was a good match right here. Very back and forth towards the end. Gable almost had it. You know, a lot of near falls. But Champa was finally able to take control. Took out Ziggler. Took out Gable. And Champa gets the win. And he moves on to face AJ Styles later on. For a shot at the United States Championship. So I'm like, alright, good. Got things rolling right here. Good. So now we get to the next thing right here. So Edge is officially back. He made his return at SummerSlam after the Judgment Day lost to the Mysterios and the Judgment Day was beaten up on the Mysterios after the match. Edge came out, took out Balor, took out Priest. So now Edge right here explains his actions. You know, he mentioned that he's been an asshole. Or that, you know, he was being an asshole for what he did a couple months ago. And, I mean, listen, you ha- again, you have to think this way with the Judgment Day. You know, I know I've mentioned it a few times so far since I started watching WWE again, but it's it was so weird when they took out Edge, when they said that he was holding them back. But, you know, Edge brought in Damian Priest, brought in Rhea Ripley. They won on pay-per-view together in a six-person tag team match. And then the next night, they betrayed him. They brought in Balor. It was such a, again, it's nothing against Balor, because I've always been a Finn Balor fan. But it's such a downgrade to go from Edge to Finn Balor as your leader. Because now with Finn Balor as their leader, they haven't won jack shit. They had a pay-per-view match, they just lost. So they haven't done jack shit together. When Edge was with them, which was very short, it was a very short time... They got a pay-per-view match, and they won that pay-per-view match. So, it was such a downgrade. It was such a downgrade, honestly. 
And there were, like, a lot of rumors, like, who was going to join the Judgment Day. Apparently that guy Harlan, you know, Parker, whatever his last name is. I can't even pronounce it. Like, the whole, everybody, you know, dubbed him as the next Brock Lesnar. But then he got his head shaved in NXT, became Harlan. So a lot of rumors that he was going to be the fourth member of the Judgment Day. Everybody thought Champa was going to be the fourth member, which I honestly was down for. I really didn't expect Balor, honestly. But just having Balor as the leader, again, it's just such a downgrade, though, from Edge. It's like, seriously? That's like, you know, going to a fancy restaurant and having steak every night to having fucking... Have, like, fast food every night or something like that. You know what I mean? That's what it's like, like, having steak dinner every night and then having, like, fast food for the next week. That's the best way, I guess it's the best way to say it, honestly. Again, it's no respect towards Balor, but it's just like, but why? Just why, though? But, you know, Edge made it short and sweet right here. Didn't take up any time. It was very short and sweet with his promo. And said, you know, he's going to take out the Judgment Day. He's going to kill what he created. You know, he basically said they got a little bit of power. They got a little bit in over their head, taking them out. And he vowed to end the... He, he vowed... He's vowing to end... The tongue twister right there, excuse me. He's vowing to end the Judgment Day. So like I said, like I said in the SummerSlam review... It seems like they're going to do Edge versus Balor at Clash of the Castle. Even though I do prefer Edge versus Damian Priest. I think that would be a better match. But what they should do right here... If they do Edge versus Bal, which most likely they will, Balor should bring back the Demon. He should bring back the Demon for Clash of the Castle. Don't give us regular Finn Balor. Give us the Demon Finn Balor. The Demon King Finn Balor. That's what I want to see right there. Give us that Finn Balor when he takes on Edge. Could you imagine that? Because if you get regular Finn Balor, it's like, uh, okay, whatever. This is a big match right here. I'm not saying bring back the demon every single night. But this is a big fucking match right here. But man, the Judgment Day could have really been a strong thing. It's just... They're really not when you want to think about it. They really should have been a strong thing. But that stupid booking right there. They went on a pay-per-view. It would have made sense if they were lost on pay-per-view. Because they wrestled AJ, Balor, and Lynn Morgan. If they would have lost that match... Then you could say, okay, yeah, maybe Edge is holding the back because they just lost, but they won. It's see how it's like stupid booking right there? Like you literally just won last night. Why are you betraying him for? That doesn't make that doesn't make much sense. You get what I'm trying to say on that one? It's it's a little bit awkward. It's just a little bit it was a little bit awkward, honestly. It really was. But, eh, it's just how it is. That's just how it is right there. But like I said, Edge vows that he's going to end the Judgment Day. So whenever Edge takes on Balor, which that's going to be the match, even though I really want Edge versus Priest, and hopefully we get that match pretty soon. Maybe you could save that for Extreme Rules. You could do that. You know, because Priest and Edge have a lot of history right here. You know, they... I think they went face-to-face a little bit backstage back in NXT in 2020. 
I remember after Edge won the Royal Rumble last year, they were backstage talking. So there's a lot of history there. You know, he brought him into the Judgment Day. You know, hopefully we get to see that match pretty soon. But now on to the next match right here, the Royal Women's Champion, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. So EO Sky was formerly known as EO Shirai, now in her first match as EO Sky. She is a former NXT Women's Champion. And people have wanted this match for quite a long time, Bianca versus EO Sky. You know, I remember somebody posted on Twitter, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, you know, give us what we want right here, you know, Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai at the time. That's if, you know, if Io was going to stay with WWE because there was rumors that she was out of the company. I think if Vince was still in charge right now running daily operations and with creative, I think she would be gone. Same thing with the with Dakota Kai. She got released a while ago, and there were rumors she was going to go to AEW, but now Triple H is back in charge. And you know what? It, she, it is perfect that she is back in WWE. Would she have been good in AEW? Absolutely. She's fucking talented. She's been a great women's wrestler all over the globe. No matter where she's been, she's been fucking talented. She can go to Impact right now, and she would be the face of that women's division. She absolutely would. That's just, that's just the truth. So, gotta say thank God Triple H is in charge. Because, you know, bringing back Dakota Kai and officially bringing back, you know, EO Sky right here. This is why it's such a it's such a great time to be a wrestling fan. It really is. It's seriously, seriously is. You're getting quality. You're going to get quality shows every fucking week now from WWE. Like I said. Like I've said. There will be stupid things on the program that some people aren't going to like. And I'm sure there's going to be things that I don't like. Like I said, from SummerSlam, I fucking hated that Liv Morgan-Ronda Rousey match. It was dog shit. It was just dog shit. It was just terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Now Ronda Rousey is suspended and fine for what she did after the match, attacking the referee. So, and I did see this. I see everything on Twitter, obviously. Like somebody said, do a Liv Morgan-Shotzi Blackheart feud. Go right ahead, honestly. That actually would be good to see. You know, and Shotzi... Listen, with Shotzi Blackheart, you know, I don't know if she's... I don't think she's on Twitter now. I think she did deact- She did deactivate a while ago. I don't think she's back on it. I haven't seen if she's back on it. She definitely didn't deserve the hate that she got from Money in the Bank. And I did criticize her a little bit, but she didn't deserve all that hate. You know, I think she was just moving a little bit, you know, too quick in that match. And when you move too quick in a wrestling match... You know, sometimes you're going to fuck up. It happens. But she didn't deserve all that hate, honestly. She really didn't. She didn't deserve that. She really didn't. You know, I know it's cheap and easy to say, I'll oh, just block it out, don't pay attention to it, but it's like it's, it's on your phone. You, you, you see it. You go right to your notifications. You see everything. It's hard not to ignore it. You know, it's cheap and easy to say. But, listen, she's not that bad woman's wrestler. She's really not. But she didn't deserve that kind of hate. Like, everybody makes a mistake in the ring. Nobody's perfect. Even Mr. Perfect, he made mistakes in the ring. It happens. It just happens. You know, that's why I don't like these accounts. Like, you know, WWE botches or AEW botches. I don't like any of those accounts. Because it's like, you know, botches, they do happen in wrestling. And I don't agree with Jericho saying there's no such thing as a botch. I mean, there is. There is such thing as a botch. I just don't think people should make fun of it, honestly. I mean... Everybody's got their humor. They can laugh whatever they want. But I just think it's like, you know, they make mistakes. Like, mistakes happen. So what if, what if you 
slip and fall on your ass. You know, it's a mistake. You know, it happens, you know. Just saying. It's whatever, though. People got their own fucking humor and, and shit, you know. I'm not going to criticize them for that, but whatever. That's all I got to say. That's just it. It is what it is. It is what it is on that one. But overall, again, this match was good right here. And Bianca, we already know, is fucking talented. And EO Sky is very fucking talented as well. And it was a great match. You know, we did see Bailey and Dakota Kai come out. Didn't get involved in the match right away. You know, and then Alexa Bliss and Oscar came out to even the odds for Bianca. So now it's it's even. It's all even right here. I think I do smell a six women's tag team match coming up pretty soon, which will be really cool to see. And if you do a six women's tag team match between all these six women, Bailey's team needs to win. Bailey's team needs to win. But Bianca cannot take the pin. Because she's the Roman's champion. Makes her look weak. So either Oscar or Alexa have to take the pin. And probably I would have Alexa take the pin. That's honestly what I would do. You know with Bailey and Dakota Kai. Towards the end of this match they try to get involved. They try to get involved towards the end of this match. Didn't work out in their favor. Because now it's all evened up. And Alexa Bliss and Oscar got in the ring. And they all started brawling. Kind of weird that the match ended in a double DQ because Bianca and Io Sky didn't get attacked by anybody, but they were in the ring disturbing the match. So it's, it ends in a it ended in a oh my god, excuse me, Jesus Christ, can't even speak today. It ends in a double disqualification. See right there, I just fucking botched, fucking trying to speak. Oh my gosh. So it ends in a double disqualification. So nobody wins that match right here. So nobody wins that right there. But it was overall it was a really good match, and hopefully we get that six women's tag team match. Most likely we'll see it on Raw next week, and I'm down for that. So now we get to the next match right here: Champa versus AJ Styles, and whoever wins this match will face the United States Champion Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship next week on Raw. So Champa and AJ put on a pretty good match right here, and Miz was at ringside. He kind of had to think, okay, he's going to definitely do some. Stupid shit right here. He definitely had to see that coming. But overall... Overall, it was a really good match right here. Really good match between Champa and AJ. You know, and I never really thought to myself... I never really thought that Champa was going to be on the main roster regularly. Because I remember like back in the past, like there was a couple years ago... He said he would never go to the main roster regularly. You can kind of see why, you know, when Vince was in charge and... He wasn't using Champa correctly. Now Champa's finally getting used correctly. It's like, oh, about fucking time. Like, why do you think Champa wanted to stay in NXT for so long? That's where he wanted to be. But now with Triple H in charge right here, now he gets to do anything right here. And I definitely think, I definitely think Johnny Gargano is going to come back. You know, because... If you had to ask me, where does Gargano fit better? Is it WWE or AEW? I'd say WWE. I don't think he would fit in AEW as much. That's just how I feel about it. You know, he would put on a lot of good matches. There's a lot of dream matches in AEW. Especially, I, I would love to see him versus Brian Danielson. That's a match I would love to see. 
But I just think he fits better in WWE, honestly. That's just what I think. I honestly think he just fits better a lot. He fits a lot better in the WWE. With AEW, eh, I don't think he would fit. I think people would get bored of him real quick, honestly. That's just how I feel. With WWE, different story. Very different story. But yeah, this match was good right here between Champa and AJ. It was enjoyable. Very enjoyable match. You know, and AJ took advantage right here towards the end. Hit a Styles Clash on Champa, but he was too close to the ropes. One, two, and Miz put Champa's foot on the rope. I was like, I see, like he did the Styles Clash a little too close to that ropes right there, and going for the pin was a little too close. So I was like, yeah, it wasn't going to work out how AJ wanted it to work out. He kind of had that feeling right there, so that was that. And then AJ went out to the, went outside the ring, attacked the Miz, clotheslined him over the barricade. And then Champa came back out. He took out AJ, threw him over the barricade. And then Miz was holding on to AJ's foot as AJ's trying to get back in the ring. AJ does get back in the ring, but then Champa takes him out, hits his finisher. One, two, three, and Champa gets the win. And he will face Bobby Lashley next week for the United States Championship. I don't think Champa's going to win next week. I mean, well, well, actually, there is a chance he could. There's definitely a chance he could, especially with Miz at ringside. There's definitely a chance that Champa could win next week. There definitely is, but I don't know. Got that weird feeling maybe that Miz screws him, honestly. I think the better way to do it is maybe that Miz screws him right here. And then Champa turns babyface and he goes on to face the Miz and he eventually gets a championship. Because I'm just looking right here at the bigger picture right here with Raw versus SmackDown for Survivor Series. And you have your mid-card champions as Bobby Lashley and Gunther. It honestly would be a better match to see Gunther versus Bobby Lashley. I don't mind Champa winning next week, but I'm just looking at the bigger picture for a couple months right here. You know, I want to see Gunther versus Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series. I want to see that match. I really want to see that match. That's the match I really want to see. And we'll see what happens, though. But I'm looking forward to Lashley versus Champa. It's a fresh matchup right here, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. And, you know, already one week into Triple H being in charge. Champa's getting booked better than when Vince was in charge right here in the main roster. Okay, then. So now let's get to the main event of the evening. Main event of the evening right here. For the WWE Undisputed World Tag Team Championships. The Usos defending their Undisputed World Tag Team Championships against the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray. And I can see why a lot of people don't like Dominic. Because, oh my gosh. He was pretty bad in this match. Like, Dominic has shown flashes or shown signs of being good in the ring. But overall, in this match, uh, yeah, not really. He looked completely lost in this match. He looked totally, totally lost 
in this match right here. He actually really did. He really, really did look pretty lost in this match. That's all I could say right there. Like, I've, I've been saying, you know, he could go to NXT 2.0 and do a lot better down there, honestly. I mean, he really peaked after he faced Seth Rollins at SummerSlam a couple years ago. He peaked. Ever since then, it's just, it hasn't been, like, the same for him. It really hasn't. Like, he's just been very, very average, honestly. Like, he has shown signs of being good, and he has showed signs of improvement, but it just... I, I don't know. I honestly think he would just do better in NXT. That's just how I feel. I think he would do a lot better in NXT 2.0, honestly. Like I said, he peaked. He absolutely peaked in that match with Seth Rollins a couple years ago at SummerSlam. He absolutely just peaked after that. That's just how I see it. That's how I see it right there. Eh. <sighs> It is what it is. But, you know, Ray was good in this match. Ray was awesome. The Usos were awesome. Dominic, not really. I mean, the best best part that Dominic had in this match was hitting the frog splash on, I believe it was Jimmy Uso. It looked like they were going to win the Mysterios. But Jay Uso came right back in, able to break up the pin. And the Usos took out Ray, hit Dominic with their finisher. One, two, three, and the Usos retain the undisputed Tag Team Championships. And the Usos did beat the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships not too long ago. So, they've held on to those titles for a long fucking time. But here comes Judgment Day after the match. Rhea, Balor, and Priest they come in and attack Dominic and Ray. And here comes Edge. He takes out Priest. He takes out Balor. He's about to hit Balor with a spear. But then Rhea Ripley pushes Dominic in the way. And Edge accidentally spears Dominic, but then he didn't, like, apologize for it all. He just ran right off and went after Ballard Priest. So, I mean, Ray didn't see it, so maybe Ray thinks it was on purpose. What Edge did right there, he probably does think that. But you can see the Judgment Day right there playing mind games right there. You know, Rhea pushing Dominic in the way. So I'm sure Ray. So I'm sure Ray's gonna, you know, confront Edge next week and say, "Hey, why'd you spear my son?" And if you want to use logic, Edge could just say, uh, "Just look at the replay. Just do that right there, and everything'll be fine." But that was that right there. But overall, guys, a good episode. Overall, though, a really good episode. Of Monday Night Raw, and I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to NXT. I'm looking forward to NXT tonight. Reviewing it for you guys tomorrow. So, all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. The next time I'll talk to you guys will be tomorrow to review NXT 2.0. Talk to them, guys.